We welcome you to episode 30 of Bat and Chatting here in the Eastern Observer alongside Dennis Turi. I'm Brandon Natale. Before we get started, please hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Be kept on the loop on everything Eastern Observer and most importantly, Bat and Chatting as you hear that room, the excitement, it's the end of the show. Our show can be found on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts can be found. Our show is presented to you by Black Cats NYC. Be sure to download their newest hit single, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us, which can be found wherever music is found. Whether that's Spotify, iHeartRadio, SiriusXM, Satellite Radio, and many others. Dennis, how you doing today? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. A um, little bummed that my guy, Michael Brantley, retired. I've always been a big fan of his. So that's a little disappointing, but um, yeah. good for him. You know, great career, 15 seasons in the show. And um, man, it, it does suck, though, because what could he have been without all those injuries? That just like it felt like he hadn't had a full season in forever, but like, oh my god, Best he played in the league for they, a long time. So I was fifteen years. I was was a big fan of his, even when he went. To, he played in yeah to uh, Houston. Yeah, yeah, he had a good. He's got young kids, and uh, yeah. he doesn't want to miss the important milestones in their life and wants to see them grow up. So good for him, man. I'll. I'm trying to get his stats up now, but my internet is a little slow. But uh, yeah, I think he won rookie. I'm looking at them right now. No, he didn't. I thought he was he no, won he in 2010. I guess not. Five-time All-Star, a Silver Slugger. I, I always thought he was a little better than I guess the accolades would tell you. But uh, career he didn't play much in 2013. 34.3 wins above replacement. Yeah, he didn't play much, kind of in general, after his first few seasons in the show. From 2016 on, it was just injury after injury. From that season, he had 11 games played. His next highest amount of games played after that is 148. Yeah, so, Jesus. Not a lot. I mean, you know, I guess he played – he was on the Astros for a long time. I guess he, he played a crucial role for that franchise, for both organizations, I feel like. As Cleveland was coming up, the Indians now Guardians, you know, at the time, Indians at the time, Guardians now, they were kind of on the come up, uh, you know, to making that, you know, run to the World Series in, in 16, probably arguably top five World Series ever or top 10. If you could say yeah. what you consider 2016 would be like top 10 at least. I don't know if ever, just because I, to be honest with you, I haven't watched enough World Series to like have an opinion on it. But, uh, Certainly the 21st century. I mean, I mean, two curses going at it with the Cubs in Cleveland and then a game seven, the dramatic rain delay, all that stuff. Right. And it really was even going into that series. Like, you didn't really know who was going to win. Like, I, I think this year's World Series, I honestly think this year's World Series is going to go down as one of the worst World Series of the 21st century. Was that- it was pretty clear the Rangers were going to beat them. Even when the Diamondbacks were like giving them a fight, it kind of didn't feel like they were going to win. I thought, I thought at least. But that right. 2016 World Series when Brantley was on uh, Cleveland, it, it, they were a good team, man. They were a good team, but the Cubs were also a really good team. It really could have gone either which way. Yeah. So, yeah, it was an exciting time. That was an exciting postseason. That whole postseason was 16. Good. Yeah. Like yeah, I remember Wait, watching. Didn't you guys play the Mets in the um, NLCS or the NLDS or something? Didn't you guys play the Cubs? We played the Cubs the year before. 
Uh, we didn't play oh. them in 16. We could have. If we beat the Giants in the wild card game, then they probably would have. That's met. what it was. All right. Was Giants. Met. I remember the NLCS being good. I forgot who played who, but it comes Giants. That's it. They likely would have met. That definitely would have been the World Series. Oh, yeah, because the Cubs beat the Dodgers. I think, yeah, well, they beat the um, – the, I think they beat the Giants at first, and the Giants were making a comeback. I think uh, they were like Giants – you know, the, like the Cubs almost took the series right away. And then I think the Giants won a game. They won game three, and then they almost forced a game five. But then I remember the Cubs in some magical way came back, and then they – they ended up going to the NLCS later on, playing the Dodgers, taking that in six. But it was a good postseason. That that Cubs postseason run is is definitely going to go down as one of the best ever. All right. Was that? Yeah, I, no, I said all right. Yeah, like that's a. It was a good one. That was a good season. That whole season was good. Twenty sixteen. It was a good baseball season. Yeah, no, that was a lot. So, um, yeah, man, I'm just mad that, uh, like, Michael Brantley, honestly, I was mad he, he wasn't ever a Yankee. I always thought he would have been a perfect Yankee, dude. I really wanted to, I mean, you know, I, I said it earlier this offseason, I wanted the Yankees to sign him. Yeah, you were saying it for the longest time on here, too. That I, re- I really wanted the Yankees to get him, man. He's, he's just a guy, like, just, like I said, he's just a professional hitter. I understand, like, that's kind of, oh, you know, not talked about as much anymore, but just, like, the, the plate discipline. Anytime I think of Michael Brantley, I always just think of the plate discipline with that mm-hmm. guy. He just was never going to chase. Ever. Like, I'm looking at it now. He had a couple of seasons. He had one season where he had more walks than strikeouts, and then he was almost even a few others. So, I mean, he never struck out more than – do you want to know what his career strikeout, most strikeouts in one season are? Let me hear it. 76. That was his third year in the league, his second, like, full season, full-ish season. Two, in 2011, when he was 24. Mm-hmm. That was his highest, 76. Never got higher than 67 after that. So, really, just a good player all around. And yeah, man, finished third in MVP in 2014. Three, can you imagine this, man? 327 with 97 RBIs, 20 home runs, only 56 strikeouts and 52 walks. Really good player. Yeah, congratulations on a good career. Clap it up for him. Yeah, I texted our buddy Josh earlier. Oh yeah. What he thought? He's he's a huge Michael Brantley fan. He is. And yeah, I, I gotta uh, give I gotta give him a call. I miss Josh. Yeah, he was disappointed. Mm. I definitely got to give him a call when I can. Uh, good old Josh, back to the BDJ days. Yeah, right. Yeah, I just, uh, he definitely played a crucial role for the for Houston. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see what goes on there. And um, still, I know um, the Mets recently just signed Harrison Bader. They signed him for a one year con one year contract worth ten million ten ten and a half million dollars. Now I know that he's not known for his offensive metrics, but his defense is what shines a lot. I know offense, I feel like he could put it together. I've heard he's you know he's been a, he was a good player in that aspect, but now he's kind of been more known for a defensive. So I mean, he was a former Yankee, so I mean, it's coming over from crosstown rival. It's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, you know, I know Mets fans are not you know, he's not JD Martinez yet or Jorge Soler. 
We even Justin Turner, you know, it's a decent signing, you know, and the, the baseball offseason, it's, it's slow, but I like the signing, you know, I think it's something and, you know, the Mets are making some moves, you know, and I'll take whatever they can, you know. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think the Mets have to just be like smart about their, you know, constructing their roster and right. bringing him in to be your center fielder, moving uh, Nimmo to the corner and moving Marte, you know, Marte was already in the corner. So I guess what? Marte would be in left, Nimmo in right, or I guess vice versa. Obviously, Bader's going to be the center fielder. He's gold lover. But, uh, yeah, man. Like I just think, why not? If you're the Mets, like you, you should on paper have enough firepower in that lineup. Yeah, and you guys kind of did last year. We went over this that your lineup wasn't like awful. It was no. it was a above average lineup with below average pitching. So it made you guys mm-hmm. about you know average. Right, and you know the, the batting can't do everything for the pitching. You know, like everybody's got to come together, and that's sometimes that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, there's things that you can overcome. Like the Rangers overcame a mediocre to bad bullpen. Actually, it's outright bad bullpen to win a World Series because their guys clicked when it mattered. In the postseason, their bullpen was was dominant. And the Mets, they never just got that head of steam with the starting pitcher. Every five days, Senga was going to give you a really good outing. It was much better at home than on the road. And for whatever reason, those other four days, it was always a struggle with you guys. But the good yeah. thing is, if you know you're not going to have good pitching, if you bring in elite defenders like Harrison Bader, you could kind of mitigate some of those issues, just getting outs above average and whatnot, or um, you know, defensive run save, those kinds of things. It's it's tough with the the fielding metrics to really quantify like why so and so is a good signing. It's easy to go to the back of a trading card or to go to baseball reference or fan graphs or whatever, ESPN.com, whatever you use for stats, and say, yeah, but he's hitting this. But fielding is a different kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like it's it's harder yeah. to quantify without being like really plugged into the game. And even then, it's still not easy to understand. Because some sites use a different um, calculation than others. Right. So it's, I mean, it is what it is. His defensive wins above replacement is like stellar. Last year, 6.9, 2021, 11.9. This is all fan graphs that have a higher mm. weight towards defense. 15.4 in 2018 when he was a 24 year old, 14 in 2019. Like he's he's a good player. He's a really good defensive player. Offensively, like I said, kind of some things left to be desired there. I thought he was good on the Yankees when he was on the Yankees. I liked him a lot. But uh yeah, man, like his highest batting average for his career for a total season is two sixty seven in two thousand and twenty one. That's not terrible. Right. You know, like that's not bad. He's not a home run guy. But for the Yankees, I always kind of felt like uh, he kind of hit them when they mattered. Like got RBIs when they mattered. So it's it is what it is, man. I'm sure you guys will be happy with him. He's a good yeah, player. Yeah. He's not bad. And I just have some of the Mets lineup um, as you know as uh, Grant 
prepare uh, posted. Uh, obviously, they said you know he's, he the lineup is you got Alvarez a catcher, Alonzo obviously at first, McNeil hopefully at second. I like that. You know, I never liked McNeil in the outfield because I I hate when they and I know we've always talked about this plenty on the sh- on the show the pot on you know that uh you know I hate when they have guys like McNeil who are infielders. They try to make more positions than what they are. Like I never liked McNeil in the outfield. I always thought he was should stay in the infield where he should be. You know, that's what you locked him up. You know, definitely don't trade him. You know, that's why I feel like maybe that's why he was a little out of sync this year, maybe. Um, even though he, he was it was kind of the same thing in 2022. Uh, you got Beatty at third, Lindor at short, right field would be Marte. Uh, and in center field, obviously, would be Bader, and left field would be Nimmo. And in DH, that's a question mark. Maybe they sign Martinez, JD, you know, JD Martinez or Soler. Yeah, that's you such know. a good signing. That would That'd be, be great. That would be a great signing. Guys. Definitely an upgrade over, you know, Daniel Vogelback, who, you know, I mean, did his, you know, did his time here, but obviously, you know, just, you know, had to move on, you know. Uh, you know, I definitely enjoyed some of his moments, but hey, like I said, if they can upgrade at the DH, you know, they got to do it. And I see another comment. Someone on Twitter commented, uh, Cody some some wall. This is just a random comment on there. I want to give the credit to that guy. He said that Gilbert would be opening will be up opening day and Bader, you know, Bader's not starting. He's a platoon piece at best. And uh, I mean, who knows what's going on with Drew Gilbert? I know he's highly regarded in the Mets farm system. Um, but you never know. I mean, like, the Mets got a lot of and that's what I, I always give credit to the Mets. They did a good job of, you know, waving the flag. And that's the thing I think a lot of New York teams, and there's a lot of teams in general, but especially the New York market should model. Because they're always trying to win now. It's not build for the future and then win. And I feel like that's what the different approach the Mets are doing now. It's like they thought last year was going to be a win-now situation. It didn't happen. So they waved the flag and they have the prospects. So now they have the prospects to bring in and fill in that lineup or trade for a stud at the deadline or during the offseason, you know, like you guys did for Juan Soto, Yankees. So what was you know. what was the contract for Peter? Was it one for ten? It was one for ten and a half, yeah. They're not using him as a platoon piece. That guy is wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ten million dollars. That's not that for a guy that's gonna be a bench warmer half the season. No, that's not happening. Right. And like I said, who knows how long Drew Gilbert is gonna he he might not make it opening day. He might, you know, stay stay in this, you know, in the minors for a while. Uh for a year, for maybe the whole season, or maybe they call him up September first, or you know. It sucks what it would have been if Ronnie Mauricio didn't get hurt. That would have been an interesting situation. Um, obviously, he's going to be back in 2025. Hopefully, he's still the same player. You know, hopefully, he recovers well from that because ACL injury. That's not you know, it's not easy. But Usually a two-year injury in baseball. Just in all sports, to get back to full athleticism, usually takes two seasons. One season that you'll be missing time, but. To get right. back up to, to, the, back that. to that full speed, it takes two yeah. years. Yeah, it's you know that, that's what happens. But no, I, I agree though. I like bait, like especially when you know he's not a. He shouldn't be looked at as like a platoon piece. The man has no, like no, you know not. not at all. I, I agree with you. Like he's like I don't know why that would be even considered a thing. You know, like the guys all around defensive stud, and you know maybe that's something the Mets need because I, I think they they didn't rank that high in defensive metrics. No, they didn't. No, so you bring in a guy like Bader, that's kind of solves that problem in the outfield, you know. Even though Nimmo was decent, you know, and like I said, these are when I look at the lineup, these are outfielders. You know, Marte, Bader, it, Marte if he can stay healthy, Nimmo and left in left field, and Bader, that's a great outfield in my opinion. I like it better than the last year. Nothing against Marcana, but Marcana is not an everyday player. 
So, you know, I feel like they kind of were trying to make that more of him. And I, nothing against Mark Hanna. I loved him. He was great. Yeah. You know, I wish yeah, he didn't He was trade a good him. hitter. He was a good hitter. He was a great hitter. But, you know, I feel like he he just he's not an everyday player. You know, so I I like this outfield. I like it way better. And if that's if Marte can stay healthy because he's coming down. I, I know last year was an injury riddled, riddled season. Um, So hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know. Yeah. I like it for you guys. I really do. Mm. Yeah. I'm no. still, you know, in terms of are the Mets going to, you know, make a run at the playoffs, I'm still, I guess, concerned would be the word about your um, pitching staff. But aside from that, like your lineup and defense is looking pretty good. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's looking pretty good. You know, I'm just hoping, you know, the Alonzo talks now. That's like, I don't know. I feel like it's more evident and evident that he's not going to be a Met. That's if, like, oh, if, you know. if that's the case, then trade him now and just sign Reese Hoskins. Or honestly, sign Reese Hoskins as a DH. Get another left-handed power hitter on your roster. And then just whoever's the better defender between Hoskins and Alonzo becomes the first baseman. The other one becomes the DH. Why not? Right. Plus you poach him from Philly. If you don't want to re-sign Pete Alonzo, you have Reese Hoskins there. So kind of gives you some options. I wouldn't mind that. Or like you said, get J.D. Martinez, who's probably the best available quote-unquote DH out there. Solaire was a little inconsistent for the Marlins. So I know a lot of Marlins fans weren't too keen on him, but mm. yeah, we'll see. They're they're in a weird spot. Did you hear that they're they're taking uh trade requests on Jose, uh, Jesus Lazardo? Really? They're be- well, yeah, they, I don't See, I'm going to be honest with you, that team You know, I I kind of follow the Marlins a little bit cuz I went there. Um, to Miami, and I had a fun time. And the people that worked there, everybody was really, really nice, really cool. Hmm. I, I just, I'm trying to think of a way to say it without being impolite or rude. But I, I think I just kind of got to rip the bandaid off. Do they have any idea what they're doing? The Marlins, after Kim Ng left, it seemed like they had a pretty good plan. Moving forward, all right, you have like an excellent pitching staff, some young players. God knows you have enough money to throw around. You're in freaking Miami. It shouldn't be hard to attract a free agent. If for yeah, some I, reason, I, I just I don't understand that team. It it really uh, listen. I'm going to sound like a little jerky here, but it, it really is. It really is a team that I look at and say like I could probably run them better. And yeah, that's, that's not a good know. sign. Because I'm not saying that to be a hot take guy. I'm not saying it to be a tool bag, but it's coming no. off as such. No, I know. I, I really do think that a regular fan may be able to run the Marlins better than the Marlins. Not in terms of the finance and stuff like that. Like, I, Listen, I'm an idiot. I'm no Mark Cuban. But uh, just in terms of getting players and whatnot, I don't think... I, I don't understand why that team for 20, 25 years now... Has just not been able to to land that spot, right? Like be that be that place where marquee free agents go. Like be that spot, like the Dodgers, right? Because like you would think, like Miami, it's Miami. 
like I've said this to you in the past that you, especially for someone like Jesus Lizardo, who is, you know, from Latin America, right? You should have a massive advantage with re-signing those kinds of players. It's close to their home. I remember watching the uh, documentary about the Hernandez brothers, Orlando Hernandez, El Duque, and Levon, his brother. Levon was with the Marlins. And Levon said one of the reasons why he was so excited to play for the Marlins was he defected from Cuba and like the culture of Miami and whatnot. So, like, I, I it was a kind of like going from, uh, I guess, like almost like from Long Island to New York City. It's different, but you know. You're, you're, you'll kind of fi- figure it out because right. there's such a high right. Cuban population form. Right. And then I just, I thought to myself, like, that was what, 1994, 95, something like that. I forget the year offhand. Might, might have even been 97, the World Series year. But, uh, like, they were able to figure it out then. But they, they haven't been able to get it since to kind of play to that target. And same thing with the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, I remember there was reports earlier in the offseason that Randy Rosarena, they're trying to shop around. Yeah, I just thought to we, myself, like, yeah. at some point, you're gonna run out of hitters, like, your, your team's gonna run out of hitters. I feel like we talked about that, didn't we? It, yeah, it's unbelievable. The Florida teams, man, I, and listen, everybody's gonna say, yeah, but then they always do better than the Yankees, Daddy. They always do better than the Yankees, <laughs> but it's. I just I don't understand it, man. I, I don't understand it. I was looking at the Marlins last year. I was like, dude, they're a few pieces away from really being dangerous, and I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. And it, I guess it kind of relates to your uh, Mets thing, because I, I would think that you guys still, in my opinion, have probably the uh, the fourth best pitching staff in that division only ahead of the Nationals. And quite frankly, I just don't know enough about the Nationals to rate them fairly. Uh, the thing I will say is they really play hard for Davey Martinez. You can see it. Yeah. And there is potential with some of their players. But, uh, you know, like your your bullpen and whatnot could still be better. Edwin Diaz is going to be coming back. So yeah, that's going to be fun. At least the Marlins made the playoffs last year. If you want to say, well, it's just the Fugazi format now, whatever you could. But the good thing is I do think that with Harrison Bader I, I, and Edwin Diaz coming back, maybe some other injuries break your way. I do think that you guys can jump the Marlins and make the playoffs this year. I, I'm not – I think the Central Division is going to beat up on itself again. The Cardinals did nothing this offseason. They brought in Lance Lynn. They brought in Sonny Gray. Lance Lynn is over the hill. And Sonny Gray, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I really think everybody keeps saying this is their team without Yadier Molina. I really think this is their team without Mike Maddox, the uh, pitching coach, Greg Maddox's brother. Terrific with them forever. And with the Rangers before them, won a ring with the Rangers this year. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm very curious about the Cardinals. So I'm just trying to think of other kind of playoff teams you can jump. The Reds, they spent yeah. a lot in free agency, but I, I don't know who they got. It's a weird kind of circumstance like that, which maybe it's just me. I'm not plugged into the central divisions as much as other people are. That could definitely be a part of it. But just kind of going through, thinking, I don't see a reason why the Mets can't make the playoffs. I get it. The Padres, you would think, got better. They got a loaded pitching staff now. 
they just signed that Korean kid who we'll get to in a bit, but as a, a reliever to be their closer. But uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I really do think the Mets can have a good year, but I, I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. Me, everybody's gonna be high on the Braves going into the regular season, and when we get closer to the regular season, I'm sure we'll do like a profile and projections on all the teams, all their moves, whatever. But uh, I'm telling you right now, it's the Phillies' division to lose. As someone who covered them last year, that's a nasty team. So that's the team. If I'm the Mets, that's the team I'm trying to look on how to beat. So think like the Phillies develop like the Braves from the Mets. That's kind of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like definitely every offseason, I know people say the Mets are going to win. The, it's before the season, pre, like preseason rankings. Mets are always on the top. Everyone always says, no, Mets are going to take the division. This is the year. No. This year, it should be the Braves. And I, I'm sorry to say that. It's the truth. Like, how are we going to sit here for the past five years and say that the Braves are not going to take the division? Come on. I, I mean, just think the yeah. I just think the Phillies are a better team. They, they were not, without Bryce Harper for a option. month and a half. That's a good option. And, and like I said, I love my Mets. I'm not trying to crucify them as much. I don't sure say crucify, but I'm not trying to bash them as much. But, you know, I'm just saying, like, the fact that, you know, if everybody's going to say they have a shot, I, I feel like this is going to be the season they're not going to be ranked as high in the NL East rankings. Maybe not for the and at least title and you never know sports is very unpredictable but you know i'm trying you know what i'm trying to say like i don't feel like anybody yeah like because in the past couple of seasons everybody says the mets are going to take the division that's not going to be the case it's definitely going to come between the braves and the phillies phillies definitely got a great i mean they got a great shot i feel like i mean they win when it matters you know like they've been dominant like they've I feel like the Braves and the Phillies rivalry. I know we've said it in the past. It's not as it, that's a rivalry that's not as talked about as much. Yeah, and especially they just had two playoff series back to back years, and the Phillies sent them home both times. And this year it wasn't even it wasn't even really that close. They had that one game. Aside from that, the Phillies blew their doors yeah, off. Yeah, the Phillies, they, yeah, they blew they, they blew them away. You know, like, <laughs> and once again, you can say, like, well, injuries this, injuries that. Listen, I, I think in baseball, the nature of baseball, the, it's a marathon, not a sprint, is kind of what people have said for 100 years. It's a part of the game. So, like, I, I understand the Braves were banged up and whatnot. A um, little bit this year, but mainly last year. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, this is what it is. I mean, we definitely do something like that before the season starts. Um, you know, I um, you know, it is, I mean, the Braves—they definitely got you know a good shot. I forgot what were we talking about the letter before that. We went from the Mets to the Jesus Lizardo maybe being traded rumors to the NL East as a whole. And now why don't we talk about the Braves' big move? Chris Sale. Oh, right. Yeah. Chris Sale. Oh, my God. Future Hall of Famer Chris Sale? Maybe. 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 Right? It's depending. You know, we'll see. I feel I didn't even know he was still in the league. Yeah, You want to talk – this is kind of what I'm getting at with – my my main my magnum opus of sports media the don't get you know 
don't whine and complain about injuries when you sign injury prone players. This, I don't know. I don't know if I like this for the Braves, to be honest with you. They traded Von Grissom for him. Von Grissom is a young middle infielder. They're, they're, honestly, their lineup is too crowded, the Braves, right? You have right. Austin Riley oh, at third, one yeah. of the best third basemen in the league. You have Matt, uh, Matt Olson at first, one of the best first basemen in the league. You have Ozzy Albies, and then you had um, Arcia, who had a monster season for them out of nowhere. So if you're going to use, you know, trade an asset, Von Grissom is the one that you'd want to trade. So I get it. I get it from their perspective, but I, I don't know, man. Chris Sale, I'm just so nervous. He had 20 starts last year, and he had a bad season. He had a 4.3 ERA. Before that, he had two starts. Before that, he had nine starts. Missed off 2020, Tommy John surgery. Okay, fine. 25 starts in 2019. 27, 30. He was a workhorse up until then. But the past few years, it is, I don't know, man. He's really hes really become injury prone, I feel like. Mm. Right. I mean, he missed almost three seasons in a row. So uh, we'll see. But uh, I'm looking at the postseason numbers too. I don't really remember him being like a dominant postseason pitcher, but also not being a dominant postseason pitcher. His postseason ERA for his career six three five. I remember he got shelled by the Rays in 2021 in that uh, ALDS game. They actually won the game. But uh, not for a lack of his effort. Uh, throwing it away. One inning pitch, five earned runs. I remember that. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. And then they extended him right away, too. He's he's not a spring chicken, dude. He's getting up there in age. He's been in the league forever. He's 34 years old. Uh, I don't know, man. He was drafted by the Rockies? I had no idea. Oh, then he okay. That's what it was. He went to college and then got drafted again. Redeclared. I don't know. I'm nervous. I'm very nervous about the uh, the Chris Sale trade. But the Red Sox, I like it. I mean, you move off that contract; it's a pretty big deal. And um, it 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 is reported that the Mets that the the Mets sorry the Yankees are. Jesus, the Red Sox, there we go, are uh, going to be paying some of that money. I just don't know what in particular. Right. Like how much it is. I'm going to see if I can find it somewhere. When it was originally reported, I couldn't find it anywhere. But I'll see it now. Um, He did sign a two-year, $38 million extension with them right away. So he'll be, what, 36, 37 afterwards? I don't know how I just got flung to a different website, but <laughs> yeah, sales previous contract ran through 2024 and guaranteed him 27 and a half million through 10 million was of it was deferred, bringing the present value down to around 2021 million. The $20 million club option for 2025, the new deal bumps sales present day guarantee significantly, giving him 16 million in 24, 22 and 25, while the Braves add a buyout fee, $18 million club option for 26. All right. Uh, I mean, that's that's all economic jargon. 
but he'll turn 35 on March 30th. So they have him, I guess, until he's 37. It's a lot of money to be playing for a guy who's had injuries the past couple of years. Right. And um, I don't know. He played 20 start. He had 20 starts last year, and it wasn't a great season. A lot of the veteran pitchers in the league played baseball, obviously, longer than the guys coming up from the minors. So a lot of them did complain about the pitch clock and pickoffs and things like that. Like There's a little gamesmanship, obviously, with the pickoffs and trying to catch your breath, trying to pace yourself. I'll, maybe we could write it off. Uh, worst DRA of his career, but right. we'll see, man. We'll see. It's interesting. I, I'm curious. Obviously, you're a Mets fan, so I gave kind of the, the non-NL East fan perspective of it. You're a Mets fan. Your Mets are going to be playing the Braves a lot, racing for a division. What do you think about it? Chris Sale? Yeah, going to the Braves. Um, it's definitely an interesting move. You know, I, you know, it's definitely not a, you know, it's not a big surprise move. I mean, it's a little surprising, but it's not like a big high key move. I, um, you know, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, how he fits into the rotation because uh, they got you know Strider, so got Charlie Morton. So, uh, you know, it's uh, he's a free. You know. I think Charlie Moore might be a free agent still. I think so. I just read it somewhere. Left hander Max Reed with free agency after 24 and could get it in the excess of 200 million, a number unlikely to fit in the Braves' budget. Right hander Charlie Morton could retire. That's what it says on this article by Jeff Passan. Um, that I was just reading the excerpts from. Yeah. I guess I should have credited him sooner. My bad. But uh, I'm going to see if I can find their current roster to see if um, he's actually on it or if this is his last year and that's why it said it in there. But I think I thought he might have been a free agent. Continue. Yeah, no. I So, like I said, I didn't know he was still in the league because I know he's had a lot of injury concerns. So, I mean, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, and once again, he had 20 starts last year, which isn't great, but is something. So Mm. I'm trying to see if I can find a current roster. That's always the hard thing of trying to find the rosters in the offseason. Is it updated or not? 2024 Braves roster. All right, here we go. Yahoo Sports. Yahoo Sports, don't fail me now. Stop Hey Oscar, you know it. Do you remember that guy? The pitcher who was raking for a couple. Hey Oscar Hanoa, you know from the Braves. He was raking for a little bit. The pitcher, he hit a grand slam or two. And then really? he just got injured and punched a wall or something. Do you you don't remember this? This was two years ago. That's insane. He got some he, I think he punched a wall or something like that, and he broke his hand. That Drew Storm? I, I, I could be wrong on the injury. It, dude, it happened two years ago. I remember it. I remember it. It was, it, right, happened. it was right around the time of, do you remember your mean Mercedes from the White Sox? It was around the same time. The Jeremy yes. Lins of uh, baseball going on. Heaters. The Tommy DeVitos. They had their Tommy DeVito moment. Tommy DeVitos. Um, so this is the pitchers currently on the Braves roster. Ian Anderson. Who's I guess on the IL? I don't know. Aaron Bummer, who they made a trade for earlier, he's a relief pitcher. 
Dylan Dodd, who's a starting pitcher. I'm not too familiar with his game. One-year experience. All right. Bryce Elder, who's pretty good. Starting pitcher, Max Freed. Baseball Hernandez, relief pitcher. They don't even have a picture of him up. He's going to be, uh, I guess, a rookie from Sedino, uh, Cuba. Right. Raysel Iglesias, the relief pitcher they got from uh, the Angels. Joe Jimenez, relief pitcher from San Juan, Puerto Rico. His seventh year in the career uh, in the show. Um, I recognize the name. I don't know much about him. Pierce Johnson, Ray Kerr, Dylan Lee, Reynaldo Lopez, also from the he's starting pitcher, also from the Angels. Tyler Matzik, AJ Minter, Charlie Morton. Oh, that answers that. I guess he's still on the roster. Penn Murphy, Chris Sale. Yeah, this is updated, so you're right. Yeah. Oscar, you know what? They had so many injuries. They had so many injuries on this pitching staff last year, man. I'm already so go ahead. I I derailed it. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I don't care. Dennis, don't ever apologize. Let me see. Just looking at Chris Sale. Um, and he was great for the White Sox. He's a Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, yeah, okay, that's true. My friend Sean, Sean Flanagan, he always says that he's a Florida Gulf Coast University alum, and he, he was right. First round, too. Wow. Okay, coming from that college. I mean, it's a pretty big. It's D1 in Florida. It's a D1 college. You know, I mean, not a lot of people have heard of it. Uh, not like they've heard of, like, UCF. Let's see. <laughs> well, that's where it's from. It's uh, not a lot of people have heard of UCF or University of Miami or Florida State, but Florida Gulf Coast, it's, uh, you know, I'm not trying to promote it, but that's big college down Fort Myers. That's where Chris Sale is from. Uh, he's 13th. He was a 13th pick for, them, for the White Sox back then. So no, is he, it? I'm sorry. Is it them or is it Carolina Coast that has the football team with like the blue, the black and blue jerseys, or like the Coastal, Coastal jerseys? Carolina? That's the one, dude. All right. Once again, I derailed the conversation. No, I'm I don't sorry. care. Their, their jerseys are sick. You, you're all Both good, Uh Yeah, no, Coastal Carolina. They're, they're definitely they're pretty high up there too, and uh, they have a good football program too, Coastal. Uh but anyways, you're just looking at his stats. I mean, you know, he's definitely got some good stats. He, I only pitched twenty games last year. All right, so yeah, two thousand twenty-one and then twenty-two. He was it was definitely up and down. Like, I guess injuries just derailed his career. But you look at the rest of his career. I just I, when I look at this, I think of a dominant pitcher just going to you know a dominant team. So hopefully, maybe he rejuvenates his career a little bit down in um, uh, and uh, you know in, in um, in you know Atlanta. So we'll see. I like the move. So good, you know, good for them. Yeah. Uh, it's. I think it's a high risk, high reward kind of a deal. Right. Do you think the age should be a concern? He's, he's going to be thirty five. Yes. Yeah, I think it should be. When it was thirty five for Justin Verlander, when he was with Houston, um, it was different because throughout most of his career, to that point, even now, Justin Verlander has always kind of avoided injuries. Little things here or there, but overall, pretty healthy for given his age right we're starting to see max scherzer get bogged down with injuries the amount of miles on clayton kershaw's arm is unbelievable and he's <laughs> yeah. the same age as Degrom. Degrom signed a monster deal kershaw's people are expecting him to maybe retire it's I, I mean it's just different for everybody and that's kind of the thing i'd be concerned about with chris sale is the amount of miles the White Sox put on his arm young? Wow, he's he's thirty five, Kershaw. He's been and you saying that's Degrom's age? So Kershaw came yeah, out. They're he the came same up in age. 08, and then the, let me look at Degrom's right now. 
De, the thing is, Degrom switched from shortstop to pitcher. Kershaw came up his wow. whole life as a pitcher, oh, so the mileage is different. Yeah. Oh, he had a. So I guess it's like that's not good. So I mean, Texas. I feel like they should have known what they were getting into. You know what I mean? Like, this should have been you know with the age limit. I mean, granted, like I said, you never know. I, I mean, You're Degrom. Mets, you know what? You're the Mets fan. You saw him play. I saw him play. Yeah. every other Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, so injuries kind of derailed a little bit of his career. I mean, but hopefully that changes. You know, I hope he comes. Hopefully he recovers well and hopes the best. It was it was sad watch. You know, seeing him the way he was. You know, I, you know, like just crying at the press car. That 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 to me hurt a little bit. You never want to see that happen to anybody. You know, you know, because he, you know, he was. But anyways, either way. So we're just get dating going back now to Kershaw and now Degrom. Like you just look at that. It's definitely interesting because, like, I think they're, I guess 35 is now the age where it's, you know, for a pitcher, it's starting to come down in your 30s at least, you know. It's, you know, just like in, in, in football when you got the running back position, the running back position is pretty vital. Like, if you're a certain age, you, you're considered no goods anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, bad goods. It's it's bad, you know. <laughs> um, so I just – I'm just looking up Justin Verlander right now, seeing what age he had when he had his Tommy John. Was he – do you remember when he had his time job? I'm just looking at it right now. It was 2021 because he missed the World Series. No, excuse me, 2022. It was uh, 2021. Series. It was 2020. Did he, didn't he miss all of 22? He pitched one game of in 2020, and then I guess that's when he went out. He missed all of 21. Now, how much did he miss of 22? Nothing. He played all of it. Uh, twenty-eight. Well, twenty-eight stars. Oh, I don't remember him playing in the World Series for some reason. He had an eight. He was eighteen and four, but a one seven five ERA. You know, dang. Man. I wonder what would have happened if the Mets were more put together. What would have happened if he was? He had a, that was a great season. That's a great NLC season. So now I guess just but just getting back to Chris Sale in the age, you just hope that yeah, the age should definitely be a concern because like you know, I mean. It's like you said, a high risk, high reward because you don't know what's going to happen. Like anything, I think honestly, anything is any given moment. But you just hope for the best. You stay positive and you just just go about things like they are. And when something happens, it happens. It's just like with the, unfortunately, I have to say it with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. You know, Jets should have known. We we should have known what we were getting into. He's thirty nine. You know, at the time. You know, I know Tom Brady. No one would say anything with Tom Brady. You know, with, with age. I mean, he was forty two. I think when he signed with Tampa. So no, you know he could have got hurt. Any anything is at any given moment. So you know it's when you're up there in age, it's injuries are more likely. They're more prone. They're more prone with anything, but especially when you're high up there in age. Yeah. So I mean, you know, um, so you know, I uh, but no, I mean, maybe Chris Sale has probably got over those injury humps, and it should be good for the Braves. So we'll see. Yeah. I always thought Zach Greinke would have been great on the Braves. Why hasn't Zach Greinke got picked up yet? I think it's because he's 40 and people are nervous about that. He didn't have a good year, though, last year. Right? Didn't he have, he like, didn't two... have a good year, but he was also oh. in the Royals. Like, right. Yeah, you're not going to know. You know what I mean? Like, their, their pitching is not very good. They're like, maybe it's the pitching staff. Maybe it just didn't click. The guy could still eat innings. He's 40. Wow. Yeah, he's 40. Jesus. 
Yeah, I know you're a big Met fan on MLB Network right now. They're showing, I guess, some of the great postseason innings, and it's been so much of the 1986 run. I don't know if you have MLB Network in your room or not, but right um, now should, they're showing uh, World Series Game 6, the Bill Buckner inning. So, mm. yeah, thought maybe you'd appreciate it. But uh, Thank Zach Greinke, I, I, I want to see him play somewhere, man. Same, same thing with Joey Votto. Joey Votto is a free agent still. I thought he was going to retire. Joey Votto? Yeah. No, he hasn't retired yet. Okay. I think something... That's is, someone I know. wouldn't mind seeing the Mets get mm. as a DH. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on with them. I mean, there's all talk. There's all rumors and all news and stuff. Like I said, my motto this year is actions speak louder than words. There's a lot of words, a lot of talking. There's not a lot, a lot of action. But that's the baseball offseason, Dennis. That's, that's, that's what happens. And it's not, you know, I... There's a lot of room. I'm looking on right now. This I've seen the Mets have remained in contact with uh, left-hander Shadi Amagi. Did I, did I say that right? Left-handed Shota pitcher. Imanaga? Shota Imanaga, yeah. Okay. I would like, I mean, just looking at that, I wouldn't mind. I mean, it's not a lot of money, $100 million. I mean, well, it's a lot. Of, but it's like kind of relatively what Shohei got around that. Shohei, I know, got $75 million. The Mets kind of need a lefty pitcher. You plug it, you know, I you plug him in. I feel like that's that'd be good for the Mets. Because they need a lefty pitching, you know. David Peterson is going to be out till the summer, potentially. Yeah. You know? I see that they might go after. Uh, you know, now they're remain interested in Sean Manaya, according to John Heyman. And this was a couple days ago. Yeah, he's all right, Sean Manaya. He was with the Giants last year. They, mm. you want to talk about disappointing teams? Jesus. Oosh. The Giants? I'm not talking about my G-Men. I'm talking about <laughs> San Francisco Bay Giants Area Giants. The Bay Area oh Giants. Oh my God. Dude, that kid. Jung-Hoo, uh, Jung-Hoo Lee. Bro. What? He better show up and play like freaking Willie McCovey <laughs> right away because they're literally like. I don't know, man. I, I like their catcher, Patrick Bailey. I like him. I like Mike Yastrzemski. The rest of that lineup, though, uh, is mid. You're being very polite. Boomer Flores, I like too. Yeah, dude, this is awesome on MLB Network right now. It's just great innings. I'm watching 2011 World Series. This is fun. Mm. Oh, well. Yeah, hey, no, I, I wish I, I would I would tune in. I can't uh you know, I, I would tune in if I could. So the Yankees signed their first free agent. Really? Do you want to take a guess who it is if you don't know who he is? It's a huge splash. Is it a pitcher? <laughs> it is a pitcher. It's a right handed pitcher. You're not gonna get it. Montgomery? I don't even know no, no, Montgomery's was. lefty. No. Montgomery's a lefty. No, no, no. Uh I was maybe I this is on me. I was being a little Sarcastic when I said it was a big splash. Former Miami Marlin Cody Poteet. Okay, no, I, w- I would have not have Cody? guessed that. Cody, that that I would have not been able yeah. to guess. He is a right-handed pitcher, twenty-nine years old. Pitched nineteen games last year, nine starts with a four-four-five ERA. 
and they're uh they brought him in just kind of to see what can you do and um yeah yeah uh last year uh, all right so last year wasn't terrible he had a 386 era last season in 12 games played two starts two finishes 28 innings all right 108 era plus seems like there could be some decent upside as like a like a five rotation spot guy or a long relief role so welcome to the team cody it's a pretty cheap deal too i'm sure that helped yeah, hey, good for you know, for you guys. This has this been a slow off season? Do you think? Looking now in January, do you think this has been the slowest? Oh yeah, I mean, dude, you have a reigning Cy Young Award winner who has. There's not been a single anything on. Blake Snell. Yeah, the, the, where's he gonna go? The, I know Cody they said Bellinger, the there's really been good. nothing on. There's been nothing on Cody Bellinger yet. It's oh, I do not want Blake Snell no. at all. Why not? I'm just. Listen, he can't get out of the sixth inning. Not only can he not get out of the sixth inning, he just walks everybody. I just, just that's the kind of guy, uh, you know me, I hate the whole, like, the New York media, the New York media. That's the kind of guy, it's like, listen, when it rains, it pours, and that's the guy you don't, you cannot have in New York. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I have, I'm oh, very like nervous pours, about yeah, that. Yeah. Like, when, when it comes. Yeah, yeah I'm very nervous it, about that. He seems like the type. That would handle the pressure of New York and whatnot well, like his personality of it. But when the stuff uh, hits the just, fan, those kinds of guys, man, I don't know. When the stuff hits the fan, like I, I don't know how he can, if he's the type that would bounce back or not, or dwell on it. But um, hmm. yeah, so the Yankees signed that pitcher Cody Pody for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Can't go wrong with that. Hmm. Yeah, Blake Snell, he should go to Seattle, man. What's taking them so long? He's <laughs> Seattle. Seattle's, not, Seattle's not bad. What are you doing? I, I, he should go to Seattle. I wouldn't. That wouldn't be bad of an idea. They, they have no. They, they, you know who needs to sign JD Martinez? It's the Mariners. The Mets. They don't have anybody who can hit. The Mets, the Mariners. Uh, anybody yeah, could yeah. use him. I'm surprised that there's not been. I haven't seen a single rumor with that dude yet. Same thing with Justin Turner. Aside from the Mets are interested in him, I haven't seen anything. I would love Justin Turner. He'd be a good but guy. Maybe he's going to be your DH, but I I wouldn't see. I wouldn't say he'd necessarily be the DH, but I could definitely see him coming. You know, I'd be to learn from the infielder. You know, be able to learn from you know, like the veterans they have now. Even McNeil, even though I mean McNeil, I feel like he he's. I'm not saying he needs more to learn from, but he, they need somebody to you know to. Just another bat, a winner. Because that too, they just I'm just saying these these are guys. Just sign sign these guys, and they're, but they're, they're not just like it's not like adding random players. And I hate to use another football example. It's not when the Jets signed Dalvin Cook to a running back room that was <laughs> filled with already poor stud running backs. And I know I would we'll talk about that in a football podcast I'm trying to develop. Um, but you know what I mean. It's like it's not like they're adding Justin Turner to like. I feel like it would be in a sense a little bit, but it's not like they're adding Justin Turner to like a crowded infield. It's just this is you know ways that they could you know uh, just add to the lineup. Yeah, the Brewers have also been too quiet. I'm out on the Brewers. You know I am. 
I, all year long, I've been out on the Brewers. Hmm. Borderline, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I actually don't. There's I mean, no not one reason for me to think they'll make the playoffs. Do you think it was the a blessing player? that they won the, the Central? No. No, they have so many holes on that team, man. I mean, you guys got Adrian Hauser from them. It's pretty good. I think he might have been on the Rockies last year. I forget. You guys just traded for Adrian. We traded from the Brewers from him, yeah. Oh, he was still on the Brewers. All right. He's still on the Brewers, yeah. I forgot who went to the Rockies. But, um, yeah, like they, they don't have anybody who can hit. I went through this. I don't know if it was on this show or another show. I think it might have been another one I was on recently. And um, once again, I, I don't like sending like a tool, but we're kind of laughing at like just how like mediocre their lineup was. That team doesn't need JD Martinez or Cody Bellinger or somebody. Like I, I'm sick and tired of these teams. I say it every episode. I'm sick and tired of these teams that are small market teams just refusing to try. Mm. You know, like uh, you don't have to find a diamond in the rough. Now, I know the owner of the Brewers, Jamie Gertz of Lost Boys fame, great movie. Probably doesn't have as much money as George Stein, uh, as uh, Hal Steinbrenner or Steve Cohen. But her and her husband have enough money that they also own the Atlanta Hawks. So it, they're not exactly poverty. <laughs> I, I, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I know, you know what you mean. Like, there's reports that like they might trade Corbin Burns. It's like, why not extend the guy? You know what I mean? Right. Like he, he came up through your organization. I'm sure you should have like a good rapport with him. It's like the small market team should excel at retaining guys. Like Jose Ramirez loves playing in Cleveland. So he re-signed with Cleveland. Could you imagine if Cleveland was just like, you know what? He's the best third baseman in the league. I don't want him. What are we doing? Hmm. What are we doing, man? So I hope the Mariners do things differently. I don't want them to be another one. Their fans waited 21 years to make the playoffs. Right. And last year, their their lineup was trash. They haven't done anything to address that trash lineup. It, it, it really was, man. It really was. I'm not trying to sound like a jerk, but I've said that like 100 times this episode. Man, maybe I'm just in a mood. But uh, they, they, You know what the, the Mariners' big offseason move was? Trading Jared Kelnick. Bro. <laughs> Former I get Met it. He's, I know he's not Carl Yastrzemski, but like, come on. I, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. Yeah. Uh, can I find other? All right, we'll go to standings. I'll see what the Mariners' roster is right now. There, you know, their DH last year, the Mariners. Do you know who their best DH was? I'm gonna laugh. Let me hear it. Mike Ford. Former Yankee legend, Mike Ford. Oh, they're about to show uh, Gene Larkin. Are you serious? They're about to show the Gene Larkin hit. Yeah. No, uh, let me see. All right, now, I, now I gotta pull it up. I gotta get off. Now I, I gotta. Excuse me. Now, now I gotta see. This. Yeah, they're talking about the. They're talking about the twins. So I'm guessing they're gonna be talking about our boy, Mr. Larkin, who we interviewed. Yeah, I would love to have him again in the future. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at it right now. I just I just caught the end of it. I don't think they showed it yet. I think they were just introducing it. I have I have the TV on mute, so 
I wouldn't mind doing like we gotta talk off air. I have an idea, but uh, what's up? I have an idea that I would like to do one day, but I'll tell you off air. Was that, I wonder how you but is MLB Network? Is that in is that in the city or is that like in Los Angeles? Like some sports they're, station? Their studio is in Secaucus, New Jersey. Wow, okay. Oh yeah, here it you is. You know, right a few alum uh, one of our alums from college won a sports Emmy working for MLB. Did you really? Yeah. Did you ever meet uh, Moses Nunez? No, I think you did. You said you you Yeah, I met him once. This guy. You met him, yeah. This really was like arguably one of the best games ever, man. This game is a it was on CBS. I caught like, it on it. Yeah. I caught it on MLB Network once and I watched it. It is a trip. Ten innings in one game? Dog. That's, Jack that's, Morris is a stud. I understand he's kind of he's got a reputation. He had a reputation. I don't know how he is now. He had a reputation for kind of being a little uh, a little bit of a tool, but like I, I know, uh, I think like him and Dave Steep like hated each other or something. But uh, yeah, t- ten innings in one game. Kevin Cash of the Rays. <laughs> the anti Kevin Cash. It was great talking to the Gene at that. Just you know, they're gonna show. I think they're gonna show him right now. Our guy. Oh no, they're not. They keep. Oh no, he's Pena. This. Oh, they're there he is. Up. They're setting him up. They're setting up our guy. Wait, let me hear it. I want to hear it. Oh god. That's great hearing that Metrodome crowd, like the. Uh, Dude, anytime I play MLB the show, I play at the Metrodome. I love that place. Just seeing the Metrodome. Oh, this looks that, so that, cool. That definitely would have been a trip. I, I had to hear for that. It was great talking to Gene about that. I enjoyed like I, one day. I'm I glad I'm happy I was able to reach out to him. I, my dad always said it for the longest time. And you know, I, I remember he said, like, oh, and then I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let me see, let me see what I can do. And uh I found luckily I was able to find him. You know, the power of the internet, you know, crazy. You know? Uh, oh, I guess I guess I missed it. Or something like that, because they're now they're in '92 Pirates versus Braves. This is a good one. I don't know if you've ever seen this one. This was oh, the year Deion Sanders was on the Braves, and he had oh, an it's... insane World Series. It's not talked about nearly exactly. as enough as it should be. If you look up Deion Sanders World Series stats, they are insane. Did they? They, made, they like won it in '95. Did he win it in '95 with them? He never won a World Series, no. Really? He played in it, but he didn't win it. I would have thought he won it in you know when they uh No. The Braves went to so many World Series in the nine. Honestly, the Braves are the Bills of the nineties. They went to so many World Series and they never they only won one. The Braves different than the Bills in that regard. But I remember the Yankees beat them uh eight straight times in the World Series. Right. They were down two oh it took two at on the road in Atlanta, snatched their chain. Debo. Like Debo. Uh, do you see or, right I now? Guess, the, or like a keep to leave, but Michael Crabtree. Do you see right now the uh, the Indians? Oh yeah. wow, Bobby Bonilla. Are you kidding? Gary me? Sheffield is that Gary Sheffield? No, look at Gary Sheffield, young Gary. I just see. Uh, then my, I think it's my guy Edgar Renteria, Jeff Conine. Dude, those old Marlins jerseys are so fresh. 
Oh, it's Craig Council. Hey, yeah, yeah. Mr. Brewer, now Mr. Cubby. Wow. Bobby, Bobby. Benilla, man. I can't Bobby believe Bobby B. Bobby B. What can you tell me? What was the story with that with the Mets? Why is this like was he was he was he not a good signing for the Mets? Financially, it should have been a great signing for the Mets. He just underperformed. He just didn't live up to it. He and then now they and then now they caught and he, the then he went to the Marlins and instantly won a World Series. <laughs> That's kind of what happened. He left the Mets and become like great, right? And it's kind of funny. Wait, he, he went back to that. he he went back to he went he left the Mets. I, I'm gonna pull up his stats right now. He left the Mets and like instantly got really good. If I'm not mistaken, this is off memory, so it could be a little shaky. Bobby Bonilla, yeah, he played from '86 to '01. And he was with you guys. Come on, help me out here. From '92 to '95, he was back with you guys too in 1999. That doesn't get talked about. So as much hate as people want to give Bobby Bonilla, you guys sure like them. Yeah, yeah. What is an all star with you guys? I, I don't, maybe I just don't understand the hate with him. Batting average. I know it's, he was a big. Con- a big I think it's because I think it's because of two fifty with you guys one year. Thirty four home runs. How many strikeouts? Ninety. All right, so he struck out a lot. Big, big whoop. His OPS plus is ridiculous. Of, when yeah, he was with you guys, it's because of the contract. When you you know, you're paying a guy so much for like the next like, you know, twenty four years. With the Baltimore at 116 RBIs, my God! Then yeah, he raked, he raked for the the freaking fish, bro. 297, 96 RBIs, 17 homers. Poor Cleveland, just watching that, like because they were still Cleveland. The city was still in a drought of a World Series. They still are. Jim Leland just became a Hall of Famer. Well, not really, because the Cavaliers won it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about. Wow, uh, you know, uh, I'm not glad. I do got to wrap. We do. We should wrap this up. All right. Yeah, I, I can tell we're kind of running out of things. Is there anything else before we wrap up? There's nothing. Nothing news, right? Not that I know. Of. <laughs> oh, I mean, Bauer admitted that he made some mistakes and wants another shot at the MLB. But we'll take a look at that later. Another next week. All right. All right, cool. Uh, be sure to check out our revamped website at www.easternobserver.com for the latest news in the world of baseball and so much more. We thank you for joining us in another edition of Bad and Chatting. For my co-host, Dennis Tui, and the entire Blackjack Media Group team, I'm Brandon Talley saying so long, and we'll see you next time. And uh, oh, also one more thing. We want to shout out and rest in peace uh, to Dylan Nuccio, for, uh, a kid oh, that right. uh, a plain edge senior who tragically passed away. Um as you know, um, January, January, uh, January second. So rest in peace to the Nutria family. They are great family, especially especially the mother was my you know, was my uh, fourth grade teacher. So definitely hoping that she is okay. Uh, you know, family's been through a lot. So like I said, rest in peace to Dylan Nutria. Uh, we hope you're well. And then again, like I said, happy new- either way. Hope everybody had a safe and happy holiday. I know we didn't get to say that in the beginning. And uh, yep, just. Um, Everybody be blessed, everybody drive safe, and everybody stay safe. And, uh, yep, that's it.